Hey, beautiful people, welcome to Own Her Ship, where the only captain of this ship is gotta be you. I'm your host, Favorite, and I'm super excited to be, you know, on your airwaves today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you just for showing a lot of love to your girl. It's It's been a big transition this year, 2022. And keeping up with this podcast is just something that I said in this last leg of the year. I'm really going to upkeep. I'm really about to give it what it needs to be done. And I'm so glad that you're all going to be on this ride. So before we jump into this episode, I want to thank you all those who listened to our last episode, Mama's Home. It's just a great way for me to play with some words and creatively just get my mind out there and have conversations. One thing I will always know and say at Own Her Ship Every woman out here watching this and those who are in support of just some great talent and enjoying um, just real raw conversation, guess what? This is the platform for you. Your voice will be heard and we'll be making more platforms for you all to just really connect with us. I'm excited to build this community. I'm excited to learn a little bit about you. I love conversations and I think my whole life was really centered on building strong relationships with people, really having conversations, whether it be most personal, most raw um, conversations ever, or just funny things. Like, I always have an opinion about something, but I also always love to combat an opinion that's very easy to me. So I can play both sides. Sometimes that, that, that can feel like you're talking to yourself. I could do that too. And, and, um, Living on my own in a further in a faraway state really got me to think that man, I really need to build my virtual community and have these conversations that I literally think in my mind every morning when I come out. So I want to do that all with you guys today, and I'm super excited to really kick it off. So we're gonna kick it off with our first segment. I know many of you haven't heard of my segments, but I'm bringing back a new flavor, a new taste. And the first one is called Mic Check. So really here, all I'm going to use this segment for is just to really address how and when you talk. I think conversations are easy to have. I think a lot of people kind of stumble on having conversations with people. I know in certain cases I do. And a lot of it it's not really about the words you say. Sometimes it's the audience you're talking around. And this cake mic drop is really a way for us to incorporate new things, new words in our vocabulary, um, opportunities for us to erase things that have belittled us or really just not given us that conversation of confidence. You really need to have a conversation of um, main character energy. So somebody probably say, well, what the hell? What's main character energy? Main character energy is knowing that you are it. You're exactly where you need to be doing what you need to be doing in that world. You run it. So you're the it girl. You're that person. And I'm building that not only in myself, but in my community. And I want to tell you all how that's happening. And I want to talk about it. So one of the things that I've been working on, mind you, I.e., this is probably TikTok. I've been working on is the words that I need to like really erase out of my conversation. Like, like <laughs> I did a video recording for one of my engineering teams to um, have a conversation. Mind you, I'm a program manager, so I did a whole, um, I did a whole 
built for our intake process for other people and other teams to basically, you know, follow suit. I did the first one. I deleted the first one. I did the second one. I deleted the second one. <laughs> I did the third one. I deleted that one too. And I said, what is going on? Then I kept reading. Why am I repeating words? Um, and it was, I was going so fast in the midst of it, naturally because I speak fast, but also because I wasn't confident in me. So we're going to erase some of these words that are really not giving what they should give to each and every one of us. Um, one thing that is a big thing is I'll try. <laughs> I already know if I said I'll try, it's a done. It's a, I don't want to say done. So it's over. I'm not trying for nothing. Like I already have a sense of, um, not feeling assured in the situation, which now bubbles up to my conversation. And in a way, I've noticed, like, when I say that, like, you know, you know, I'll try to do that and so forth. It has really nothing to do with the audience, but with me. Like, I haven't tackled that about myself. So these forms of I'll try are ways to really, like, level the blow with a person on the receiving end. It's like, oh, you know what? I'll try. I'll try to put in my best effort knowing that I'm just not going to do it. I don't feel confident in it and not standing on that. Maybe there's an area of your life you're just not too confident about. I'm working a new role and a new job, and there's certain areas where I'm learning. Oh, man, this one is a big one. I'm learning how to ask for help. I'm learning how to really not feel as if I should be perfect um, six weeks in. You know, and that's the story in itself. That's what... That's an episode in itself about like being a woman of color in a predominantly white male environment, not specifically towards this company I work for. They're pretty, um, they're pretty on the mark about building up diversity, which they, they showcase all around. But in cases where you're not that person, especially when you're in a field where you're leading a team that you don't really understand the content of their work, when you're first starting out, and this is for anyone who's just getting to that bag and building a new skill set or starting a new job, like it's okay to say you need help. Honestly, it's more than okay. You better, you better literally leech out all the help you can get now. You know, it's okay to stand on that. And it's okay to tell someone, instead of saying, I'll try, start asking questions. I think one of the hardest things, though, was people say, ask questions, just ask questions. Like, that's such a large order to be asking anybody, okay? What questions should I ask? You'll never know until you finally do something. And then sometimes you just have to give yourself grace to ask anything. Just be interested. Just build relationships with people you feel more comfortable with. You know, just speak up. And if you literally, if you literally make a fool of yourself, guess what? You can literally delete yourself, leave that Zoom meeting and scream laughing. Because that's what I do. I'm like, <laughs> it was hilarious. But I just thought of something right now. And I started laughing because I was like, ooh, that was, ugh. But I just remember like, man, big ups to you for doing it. Today I had a presentation and it was just, well, actually this past couple weeks, I've been really taking the reins in my role and it's been, I think I would get the nerves, you know, just starting out, you want to give your best impression. But I just realized at the end, when I used to leave those meetings, I'll just bust out laughing, 
get myself something to eat and just relax. Like, I'm like, I'm done for the day. Like, for real, I didn't give you all of me. <laughs> so one thing that we're, we're trying to really have a connect with everyone is like that I'll try method. It's just, I'll try method is just to really tell you that there's something you're not assured about. And don't find yourself not asking for help or not not looking for the next person who can be that guidance. If you ever find yourself in that situation, one, create a safe space for yourself. Two, build relationships with people, whether it be in your workplace, whether it be with a partner. Ooh, in dating, that can be real too, asking people the right questions, so-called right questions, or trying to build conversation. And two, like, and, and I'm sorry, not two, three, and three, really just level set yourself. Bring peace in your heart. Like, make it a decision that not only will you win, but there's peace in you. Don't, don't go into a presentation in a riot. Don't go on a date, like, in a frenzy. You will gladly leave during that bathroom break. Like, don't find yourself always in that rush. Just take it easy. You have it. And that's an assurance you need to tell to yourself. No one can do that for you. I tell myself that every day. Ways you can build that, I can definitely give you this advice. In the morning, how do you wake up in the morning? I was a big phone wake-upper. And now I just use that time, purposely meditate, clear my mind. Then when I get in the shower, I listen to lessons. Um, I listen to podcast episodes. I affirm myself and talk to myself in the shower, even as I get ready. Nobody's going to take my skincare away from me. I'm going to do my skincare regimen. I'm going to listen on the YouTube videos that I'm catching up on, all in my vanity. I'm going to relax, and I'm going to do what I need to do. Why? Because that's a me time. So the first way to really get yourself out of that I'll try method and just really not being assured of yourself is, one, prepping the day. How do you prep your day? Like, literally, I want to know. You tell me, how do you set your day up? For some of you, you'll be watching this episode. You'll be listening to it. You're probably getting ready, putting your makeup on. You know, like, when you do that, and how do, just how do you prep yourself? For me, I, I could go from belting out and ministering onto the Lord, like, a whole worship song, to, like, literally some real gritty, oh, <laughs> real gritty to the core raw um hip-hop and I enjoy that like I love that I can yeah you can catch me like on all sides of it I want that I like that energy and it preps me sometimes like literally I'll tell you I'll tell you today about our our segment sing to me there's a song that I literally was listening to for a good minute when I go for my morning walks or in the afternoon walks, um, or even when I'm prepping myself, like getting ready, ironing my clothes, um, doing makeup and so forth. This song, oh no, no, no. This song is for them girls. These are the people who really just get to the core of the bag. They're in their bag. They're in their person. So definitely on that mic check, scratch that I'll try. And let's prep our days to really take a hold of what we're assured about. I'm sure you can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been remarkable. Honestly, that's that's a mic drop on there for me. 
On to our next segment. So I really wanted the core of this conversation as I was building the names of these segments. This is where my creativity, I really enjoy it. Um, I was building this next segment and it really resonates to a lot of things about life <laughs> to me. But uh, we'll explain it. So my next segment is really going to be the bulk of what I do. It's, it's going to be the core of this message. And I know I told everyone and I told everyone two weeks ago that I'll be doing like kind of like my segment, but oh day to Serena and um, where this really comes from. Um, for many of us who were able to watch the U.S. Open and see Serena give what she always gives with the energy she always gives, the vibe she always displays. The tenacity she throws on that court. She gives all of herself to her craft, to her work. You see it in the way she walks, the way she talks, the way she wins. She's a bona fide winner. She literally is the GOAT, not only of tennis, but of athletics. Like, this is the greatest of all time. We, we obey and salute the great, the great Serena, for real. Um, so this segment... And I'm always going to dedicate this segment. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit why. This segment is, is going to be titled Serve. If many of you have ever played tennis, which I did play tennis when I was younger. My dad actually played tennis um, in college and everything. Like, he loves it. He, he loves it. I think that was one of the first things we ever got was, like, a tennis racket. Um, and he used to make us watch on Saturdays. Like, or on the weekdays when she was playing, he was watching tennis. We were watching Serena and Venus. We were watching the Williams sisters. I literally know that, ah, like, you know, that whole, I knew everything about, I knew the sound, I knew how they looked, the beads galore, the fashion, bringing um, melanated energy to a court that just didn't believe that they were suited for it, but they used to crush every time. You see, you may not be able to look at me, but when I win, you will love it. I love just that um, that youthfulness they brought and that new element. So this segment will always be called serve. And if you know anything about a server, serve is actually the shot to make a point. So in this case, these are my main um, dishes of life right here. Um, and in this one, I'm going to talk about Serena. I really will. Like, I don't know how many of you, I believe so many women, especially women of color, were watching Serena and Venus. Like, who didn't want to be the Williams twins? Like, they, I, they called them the twins, literally. That's how I used to call them the twins, because I thought they were twins until I got older. Um, I better do. Um, as I was getting older. But my dad had me glued to a TV watching the Williams sisters. From when I was, I could say probably three or four. So I got to a full grown age. And obviously I took a different turn when it came to athletics. And um, tennis wasn't my main favorite sport as I got older. But it always had a place in my heart. Because those are one of some of the strongest connections I ever had with my father. Though we had, sometimes we weren't really close. And things, I think we argued more so a lot of times than, um, or we just didn't see eye to eye for a good minute. But um, at that time, my young life and youthfulness, I just remember watching Serena on the weekends, going to the park, um, playing on the tennis courts, 
getting some Dairy Queen ice cream or begging my dad to turn into the parking lot so we can get ice cream and just literally just relax. Like, just sit on the bench, eat ice cream or go home, put the AC on and play, like, games on the computer or visit my friends. And I just remembered... Honestly, what are the young kids doing nowadays? Because I am getting so nostalgic about how life was. Um, and every time I remember Serena Williams, I remember um, my youth. I remember the joys of my youth. Um, when she played, the way she swiftly ran through every set. Man, the energy she felt when she finally made one over her opponent. Literally, her scream just literally brings you, it brought me to tears, but it brought me to shivers because you do want to dominate in the things you do. You do want to win. And when I saw her on the court, I saw a winner in every aspect. I saw someone who gave her all to the line. I saw discipline in his finest. Serena Williams is the depiction of tenacity, of going for what you want, of being built for the best. And not taking no prisoners. When Serena comes on the court, just know she's giving her all, whether you eat it or not. And I think for so many people, you know, in her career, she did get a lot of backlash. Um, she got a lot of backlash. She got a lot of um, hatred towards it. And I think it generally just centered around people couldn't stand a woman that was affirmed in herself and didn't need anyone else to affirm her. She's a talented individual. Her and Venus were made, literally made to play this sport. And it's amazing to watch it right now or to see it. And when I was watching her in the um, U.S. Open, I said, man, first off, one, I should have been smart enough to really find myself out in the city. And I would have definitely bought some tickets to go watch her in the U.S. Open because so many people from all over the world came in to watch Serena at her last U.S. Open because she's retiring. And I don't know if you've ever had to, you've done something for your whole life. I can only imagine. She's been doing this for her whole life, her whole life. Not saying that she didn't have other passions. Of course, this was a driver to so many others. So when people see her going to, um, I believe now she even opened up her own venture capital capital company. And she has great invest like great investments that she's built along that you can tell she's excited about. And it made me realize that you don't have to be a monolithic person. It was probably the hardest thing I had to, to go through in like my youth in terms of how I see myself is the idea that if you do one thing, you have to do the next. It seems very linear instead of as broad. So when she's excited for clothing or excited for this, like her ventures, and I'm like, man, is that how it is? Can you just go from tennis to now being a VC? I was like, sheesh. But in my mind of mine, I was like, that's what I've always wanted. I've always wanted to be able to do everything. At a time in my life, especially when I was, I think I was in middle school and high school as well. I was doing like marching band and basketball. I was in my school's play. I was so excited. I literally dropped the summer after my summer of AAU. I was to play I was actually to start JV at the time, 
And I dropped it to literally become um, casted in, to literally become casted in um, 42nd Street. I bought tapping, um, tap dancing shoes. I learned how to tap. I was so excited about something new, fresh, and exciting. And every time it was kind of like, oh, no, you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. Like, centered boxes around people. And it made me realize that more than ever, yo, crush that box. No one is going to be one, like, one-trick pony. And you can be a senator and literally be a yoga instructor during the week if that's what you like. I don't know. You can do whatever you want. You can be a community organizer as well. Honestly, people may think it's funny, but also do adult work. Like, who cares? Truth be told, we're at this point right now that seek out your interests. Seek out your passions. Don't go and regret the things you didn't do. At a, at a very pivotal part in my life, I had to tell myself, I can pray for my children. They can live great lives, which they will. That's on facts. That's not uh, amen. No, that, that's just truth. My children are going to do great. Great and mighty things. But I will do it too. I don't want to wait for my children to be great and then suffer until that time comes. No. Oh, I, I want to live in it so that my children can look at it like, man, my mother did it. My spouse can say, man, my wife did it. Like, Things like that can excites me to know that I can break barriers for my children to also know that breaking barriers is not a phenomenon. It's your everyday life. You always win. So I just wanted to say, even as I kind of wrap it up, um, watching the U.S. Open was very nostalgic. Watching Serena Williams close out that chapter made me realize that there's a chapter that I'm closing out in my own personal life. Man, Serena, maybe one day you'll hear this. Even as you've grown out of that area of your life and you're sprucing up in another, just know when you left, we also all closed out that door and opened up a new one in our lives. So no day to the goat herself, the greatest of all time, the Serena Williams. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, we're back. So I wanted to continue. I do have a, my next segment is, it's called Let Down Your Nets. Um, it actually comes from a very, very close, um, how do I explain this? Very close Bible scripture that really resonates with me is actually a story that I've I've kept so close to me. It's Luke 5, actually, but um, I've kept so close to me for so long, even in relation to Peter and Jesus. And it really relates to just being vulnerable, like not having those options and giving someone an opportunity to lead you. And sometimes that's just based off of what you hear, um, the answers you need, the questions you never asked. We talked a little bit about it earlier when we were talking about mic check and just making yourself more assured and more well aware of your environment is also just feeling uncomfortable and asking the things you don't want to ask. 
So going forward, this will really be like my Q&A. It's mostly vulnerability at its finest. Um, you could just bring in questions, both anonymous and all. I'm actually going to create a anonymous chat towards it, whether it be on my Instagram. And I'll also um, make sure to formulate a, a chat bot for it, even as we'll start moving towards different platforms, um, social media platforms. So we'll have that handled in a bit. But for now, we'll be using Instagram and I'll be dropping um, a link to the chat where you can ask me anonymous questions and I'll be answering them. Hopefully, I'm expecting that one day I'll be doing this live and you'll see me all in person. And I'm just really excited about it. But um, the, the real big reason why I'm also excited about it is that um, it's, it's a chance for you to, get know, you to get to know me and all those that I bring on to um, this podcast to have a conversation and let down your nets. It's going to be a lot of questions that are really to the core. They're super raw. They're super transparent. And they're not even going to be told ahead of time. I'll never know the question ahead of time until I open up the chat and I start looking at the questions and I start picking and I start picking them. And when I start picking them, then guess what? I'm just going to have to answer it before you. So um, I'm more than excited to do that. Um, And I think you'll be a great point to really lead with a lot of the things that are just plaguing um, women and people right now. Um, Just knowing the kind of environment we're coming from this year has been real on women. I mean, the hands and the voices that have spoken for women that weren't women, that try to condemn their health, their rights, um, their ability to choose life or not, um, the ability to... um, open that future for themselves. I think with uh, Roe vs. Wade being one of them, that really was just a slap to the face to women um, within this country of America and probably so many other cases across the world. But then we can even go into the things that have even recently been plaguing in our communities, which is even suicide. And I want to use this platform to really speak to you that's listening to me. Um, some of the biggest challenges, I think, growing up, uh, or for me as a person, you're going to learn a lot about me on the show, and I'm going to learn a whole lot about you, <laughs> but hopefully this resonates with you, is um, vulnerability. I'm someone who does not keep my heart on my sleeve. I keep my heart tucked in. <laughs> I keep my heart tucked in, but I can definitely say I am the most empathetic person that I can be. I just don't always know how to show it. Um, I, I've heard so many things, even when it comes to the case of like, you know, call your strong friend, call your strong friend. Um, as much as we all like to retweet a, a meme and call ourselves woke, please literally call your friends. Call the people you love. Call the people who've been there for you. Um, not just because you heard something happened, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm hearing all these cases and I just want to make sure you're okay. Like a meme shouldn't have to tell you that. Just call to see how people are doing. A relationship is not built in a day-to-day thing. I'm sorry, in a one-day thing. It's, it's built over time. And I'll do an episode one day on that or maybe I'll go live about this, um, about friendships. I feel like my friendship circle changed this year. Um, a lot of it was bound to happen, I think. But in many cases, I think I learned one thing. Whatever you want to put effort in, you will put effort in. I think also another thing I learned is that 
just because we're all people doesn't mean we all have the same perspectives. We all didn't grow up in the same background. Show grace. Um, I also just decided to to pick the people that are in my life. I know I've heard this plenty of times. Yeah, it's true. You can pick your family, but you sure as hell can pick your, your friends. You sure as hell can pick the people are in your circle. That's actually a way for you to build family. And I think more than ever, of course, intimately, intimate relationships are a plus. They're amazing. The ability to really get to the core of someone that you love. But man, it's a big thing to build sisterhood, to build community, to build friendship. I'm talking about that next episode. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit why, why because I, I watched the movie this week and weekend and I'm telling all of you, all of you who are here, watch that movie. We're watching The Woman King. I watched it once and I'm going to watch it twice because I think the first time I watched it, I was so in my feels that I, I cried the whole movie. Um, and it made me feel something because I was already feeling something in my own personal life. And it awoken that a little bit and allowed me, I guess, to heal in a portion of it just by watching it um, and seeing yourself in the characters. I a hundred and a thousand percent guarantee all of you need to be in those studios. We need to keep them number one. We need to make sure that Viola Davis gets an Emmy. We need to make sure that all these women are accounted for for their great work on that great movie. It was chef's kiss, period. So yes, let let down your nets will always be getting to the core of it. In this case, like I said, anonymous questions. I'll be answering them on my podcast every week. And we'll go into some in-depth conversations, even with our live guest speakers, who will also be um, being asked questions from you. So this is something that I'm super excited about. I'm really ready to dig into it. And I think you're all going to enjoy it. So hand in those questions. I'll drop it on my Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at strange favor. Once again, it is at strange favor. I'll be sure to be dropping that every week. So check out on my stories. Um, check it out on my bio link. I'll have some there as well. And um, let's ask some questions. Let's ask this, get a little personal and um, it'll be fun. <laughs> okay, so we're at the end of the episode. I want to thank you all for really joining me again. Um, I really wanted to discuss this last one. For anyone who knows me, I'm a TV buff. But I really, more than anything, am a big proponent for representation. For seeing you on the big screen. What people fail to realize is that until you see yourself in the eyes of what you want or didn't even know you wanted, you'll never aspire for it. And that's why media is so important to me, whether it be from commercials to TV shows to um, articles to fashion, beauty, um, movies, anything of the sort, anywhere where media is really shown, podcasts and so forth. I'll bring up podcasts that I really enjoyed the episode. I'm not a hater. I definitely know how to promote a great podcast because I've been watching and listening to podcasts for almost 15 years. It's been a while coming. Um, 
and I enjoy it. So I'm definitely going to put you all on. We're going to have a good time. So Premier League is really, like I said, we're talking about the creme de la creme, the top of it all. And if you know, as many of you who were able to watch it, it was a really good time for a TV show that I absolutely adore. So let's talk about this. So a TV show that I'm loving, okay? (laughs) A TV show that I'm loving that's giving exactly what needs to be given is actually called Abbott Elementary. When I heard about this show, my real close friend, my like my best friend, um, told me, you have to watch this. This really signifies an experience I know that is close to you. And I don't know how many of you have been out of college for a little over, sheesh, what is it, seven years now? Ooh. Oh my gosh, it really is. It's about seven years. Okay, well, I'm, mm, I'm still young and I'm fun. <laughs> no, but regardless of the fact, it's a great show. And it really just digs into the life of um, students, teachers, and a community that's surrounded around um, surrounded around these children in public school, inner city Philadelphia. The reason why my friend said that it resonates with me is that I there was a time in my life when I was going to college. I didn't get into the college I wanted to go to. I ended up going to the college that I had to go to, which is my state school of Rutgers. And I went to Camden's campus. Now, I was wondering why was I going to that campus? Well, guess what? When you apply a month before or two months before school starts, you're going to go where you're going to go. But it was the best decision of my life. I was able to, one, be in a city outside of one of the best cities of the world. Philadelphia is one of the best cities that the world has ever had. It breeds brotherhood. It breeds love. It breeds community. And that pulls at my heartstrings on a day-to-day basis. I still miss that city. My whole goal after college was to move to Philadelphia again and live there. Because it just, I love that city. I'm even right now, like, I feel it in me. I, I love that city. Philadelphia is a great city. Um, but when I was living in Camden, now I have a special place in my heart for Camden. I was going to school in Camden, in the heart of Camden. Like, literally under the bridge between my school and North Camden, let's just say it was lights, okay? Um, it was a high crime rate, obviously, very strong diversity. A lot of the community was Latin and Black, and lack of resources, you know? Camden was known every time I was in school either to be the most violent city in the country, most dangerous city, or maybe second or first. It was battling for first or second every time. But bigger than that, Camden taught me family. It taught me background. It taught me what it is to look in the eyes of another person. It taught me what it is to stand up for another and be a mentor to others. I was, wow, I was actually um, a student ambassador, which is basically like after school tutor for an inner city middle school in Camden called Pine Point. Man, those children, they have to be grown now. Ah, They're like adults now. Wow. They really transformed my life. I mean, I loved working with, obviously, my peers. And, you know, I met a lot of awesome people during that time. It was also one fine guy that we used to work with. But anyway, regardless of the fact, let's bring it back. Um, 
yeah, I would literally go to class, rush to get to the bus. They would drop us at our various schools. Other people were going to like elementary schools or throughout there, but there was only one major um, middle school in North Camden. And I was one of the ambassadors there. I learned so much about myself there. I learned about how to not demand respect, but the ability to influence others why you deserve respect. I know that sounds kind of funny, but you can't demand respect for people that probably one have never seen it because of the way people just believe like, oh, it's just so unfortunate or just it will allow you to see that you don't have to be harsh to receive the response you want. You can just be love. You literally can just be someone who's in that corner, someone standing up for the gap, someone to correct a person. That's what I was to my students. Like when you're in my classroom, when you're asking for homework help, if you want to do something, um, they literally knew what the deal was every time they saw me. I can be very serious at work, but I can also be compassionate. I can listen to your problems. I can listen to what your favorite music is. I can um, twist your hair. I can play basketball with you. Sometimes it felt like a paycheck, but majority of the time, it just felt like meeting meeting what I always wanted, which was a ear to listen to. And I would listen to everything about them. The people they thought was cute, the people who broke their heart, the opportunities they thought were missed. So when I watch Abbott Elementary, it literally brings me to tears. And this one specific episode in there where the young boy couldn't read and they kept saying it that like, oh yeah, he's like a he's like a fourth grade reader, he's like in first grade. And he was reading the Michelle Obama book backwards. And I was like, ooh. So they were trying to basically fake the funk. Oh, man. They were trying to basically fake the funk with it. Ultimately, at the end, he ended up learning how to read. And he was just someone that was always jovial and loved to dance. It actually reminded me of my students. And when, when he finally learned how to read, they were dancing with him. And it literally brought tears to my eyes. Because not only do I come from a family of, like, teachers, like, my mom's a teacher and so forth. Um, I know when there's not resources for a school or there's not the ability to really show up for people that you might be the only thing someone sees as showing up. And for me, I was there for a lot of these young middle school students when they were about to turn into young men and women and they were just trying to find a grounding of themselves. Who am I? What do I love? What do I hate? Who do I want to be? And I was able to shape a piece of that to a certain point. And every time my students would graduate, I'd be crying. Like, I'd be so upset. I'm like, man, you're going to grow up. You're going to live an amazing life. And I still remember when I finally graduated. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm about to cry. When I finally graduated and it was like my last year. And she was like, you're not coming back. And I was like... Yeah, like I'm not coming back. Like some of, and actually some of my favorite students graduated the same year I graduated from college. They were graduating from middle school. They were like, "Oh, can we come to your graduation and everything?" And honestly, it warmed my heart to know that I built community with those young students. But it also taught me one thing, and I think that for anybody who's watching this and you haven't watched Abbott Elementary, do it. 
And as you watch Abbott Elementary, don't watch it like, oh, all these unfortunate kids. Don't watch it as that was your brother, your sister, and this is our world. Um, I watched the recent season two is out. It's, it's going to have 22 episodes, so I'm super excited. So I want to tell everybody, definitely, I better see you watching Abbott Elementary. And as you're watching Abbott Elementary, okay, because we got Emmy winners, we got people who are doing the thing. We really want to, um, we really want to just give it to, give it to Quinta. Quinta really did exactly what we wanted. She revived a cast that even some people kind of felt like, man, like who are these people to us anymore? But um, it was pretty amazing. You know, there was a great, 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 phenomenal black actress, um, the mamas of actresses, and that's um, Madam Shirley Ralph. She was the one that plays um, the teacher, Barbara Howard. She won Outstanding Supporting Actress in a comedy series and just phenomenal. Um, one thing we'll give it, they even actually won for Outstanding Writing for a comedy series um, this past Emmys um, for Abbott Elementary. It was just a phenomenal work and they also went for outstanding casting for a comedy series yeah let me say something so many people it, if you ever watch everybody hates chris tyler james williams he's even better as an adult i love it it was giving this is exactly what we needed to see this is the representation we're talking about but in the midst of this representation there's one thing i also realized is that man I really want to give back to the cities, these communities, these schools. Like, I really want to get back, not even if it's not mentorship, just the ability to give more to um, our elementary schools, our public schools. No matter how many charter schools or how many private schools you put out there, your public schools will always still be the heartbeat of our country. And I can go into a rant about how education is basically been the back burner for America and it could possibly bite this country in the butt. But I really want to talk about how public schools are our communities. How are we advocating for them? How are we providing the resources that they need? How are we standing in the gap for them? Because I want to do that. I, I really want to find out what I can do. If you have any suggestions, if you have anything that you're working on or cities close to you, I would love to be a part of that partnership. That's something I've decided um, and I'll be researching more because I really want to, even if it's ownership sponsoring, ownership this podcast sponsoring some of these schools, I want to do it and I will do it um, and I'll build out that um, because <sighs> Abbott Elementary brought that fire in me that I had when I was a young sophomore, junior, senior, um, riding the bus to North Camden under the bridge and talking to students who may or may not go to college, but also who definitely have all the DNA to succeed. So if you're hearing this, you better watch Abbott because we have a big time storm shaking up our TV screens and it deserves to be heard. So Definitely, that, that's premiere. Definitely cream of the crop, for sure. And yes, I want to thank you all for joining us. Hopefully, this podcast was fun. Got some deets in there. I'll definitely be going into more detail in the future. Um, and before we close out, I just want to really thank everybody who joined us. 
everybody listening, share this with your friends. It really is about to get better, and I'm committed to this. I'm committed to building community with all of you. I am committed to ensuring that this podcast becomes more than just a podcast. It grooms itself into a world where every woman has the ability to feel like I know where home is. And that's what ownership is about. It's about being the captain of your ship, but not being the only passenger of that ship. So definitely, I'm excited for that. It's going to be fun. And before we close it out, as you all know, we always close it out with a segment called Sing to Me because we love the tunes. (laughs) So in this one, I was actually going to dedicate two songs. One is just to close out since this episode is being um, recorded on the first day of fall. This song is a song that I used to recite even as a young girl in high school. And that's Dear Summer by Memphis Black and Jay-Z. Man, that's an old day to summer because summer's gone and my favorite season has popped in. But um, I just want to close out that with, you know, Dear Summer. And if you're really trying to get the feels of what it means, this song, this next song is actually an old day to the GOAT, Serena, and to all of you boss girls that literally walk on your own tennis court of your life and win all the time. And that's Big League with Yo Gotti, Moneybag Yo, Lil Papa, and Mozzie. I'm telling you, it's a vibe, especially if you're in the gym. It's a vibe. So those two songs are how I'm calling it out. Like we said, Follow me on straight. Follow me on my Instagram page, Strange Favor. We're coming to other social media platforms. Also, definitely subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Join us. Join us. Join us. Subscribe. Put this on your feeds, on your Instagram feed, on your TikTok feed, on your Facebook feed, anywhere you know. Send it to five of your friends, your group chat, your homies, your lovers, your friends. Um, it's on her ship. Tell them this really is. We're the only captain of your ship. Will always be you. And we're out. <laughs>